Okay, welcome back. We're today we're having a case study with Eric Brown, who has been giving us lots of great feedback on the course and making some pretty good progress. So uh, uh, before we get started into some questions about the Mandarin Blueprint Method, Eric, uh, I thought you could just introduce yourself and tell us a little, little bit about why you started to learn Chinese and you know the circumstances that led to you finding Mandarin Blueprint. Absolutely. So my name is Eric Brown. I live in the U.S. I live in Iowa, so the Midwest of the USA. And I have a wife, two kids. My kids are four and six, so they're pretty young, but they're also at the age where they're interested in languages as well, it seems. And so they've, they've been here a little bit here and there with me as well. And then I teach at a university here in Iowa, and I basically teach in the areas of management and leadership, particularly in hospitality management. And that's kind of the start of where I ended up becoming interested in Chinese a little bit. So I started going to China a little over a year ago. So last April, April of 2018, mm. I was invited over to help try and improve some of the hospitality education throughout China. And it's been quite the, quite the journey. Mm. Last year, I went to China four times. I think I spent, I ended up calculating 45 days or something in China, just visiting different schools, talking to different people, uh, doing different conferences and forums. And that's really what sparked my interest was my initial visit, understanding that I had no idea what was going on. And it did seem almost like all these tones and characters, or not characters, but sounds that people were making, and I had absolutely no idea. Yeah. And by the end of the, the first trip, I understood stood Ming Bai, just because people say <laughs> Ming Bai all yeah. the time. Yeah. Uh, understand, understand. And, but beyond that, that and hello, I guess, that was really all I... I really knew. Mm. And so I was, after I got back, and that was April of 2018 last year, I started searching and looking around, trying to find something that could help me. I bought some books, bought some CDs. I bought the, the first level of Pimsleur <laughs> and oh, just yeah. trying to, to find something that would help me learn at least a little bit so that, I, I mean, even if it's not fluency, it's being able to converse a little bit mm -hmm. or talk to people. Um, <clears throat> but I, I struggled because there were all these different things I was trying to piece together. And even something like Pimsleur, I swear in level one, one of the first things they teach you is I can speak. And it's what, wo, wei, shuo, right? Mm -hmm. I can speak. But I swear the guy says shua every single time. And that might be an accent or something. But I said it to a, a Chinese colleague and he had no idea what I was trying to say. Yeah. And so yeah. I knew that this isn't for me. This isn't going to work. Because yeah. at the beginning they tell you, don't look up the characters. Don't look up the opinion because that's just mm -hmm. going to hurt you. But I had no idea, he had no idea what I was trying to say, and so I struggled. Right, yeah. But I was looking for something, something that sure. could help me with pronunciation, and then also really help me be a little bit more conversational. Uh, eventually, I don't know when I actually ended up finding uh, Mandarin Blueprint, but I was Googling and searching, and I ended up finding it. It was fairly new, because I think the pronunciation mastery was out there, but the Mandarin Blueprint wasn't yet. It was yeah, just... Yeah this roadmap for what was to come. And so, I mean, that's kind of what led me to, to find it. I ended up joining the webinar. I think Luke hosted, I don't know if it was live or if it was a recorded webinar, but I joined it and listened to it. At the end, I think it was like, a, there was a discount code, like 50% off the pronunciation mastery or whatever it ended up being. Mm -hmm. so I went ahead and bought it. I figured I'd try it out. Worst case, I could always get my money back, right? Right, right. <laughs> and so 
I tried it and I don't think pronunciation initially was what I was looking for. But like I said, with my experience with my Chinese colleague, I figured might as well start there. And then if it works, keep moving forward. And I think I got through pronunciation mastery really fast. It, it was just so interesting to, to see. And when you're told there's only what, 450 different um, yeah, a little so, bit less, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and you're just, oh, well, that's going to be easy to learn, but it, it becomes a little more difficult when you have five different tones for each of those. Right, right, yeah. So, um, and so it, it was easy to, to make that decision initially for the pronunciation. When I got to the end of that and I was talking to my friend again, it was much more improved. He actually understood some of the things I was saying. And so I think I was sitting there... I don't know if I'd say patiently waiting, but I was waiting for this Mandarin blueprint to come out because I mm -hmm. felt like maybe this is what I was looking for. I have these two guys who mm -hmm. obviously aren't uh, native speakers, but they are fluent and they can speak it. And that's kind of what I would aspire to be or aspire to be able to do. If they, they figured it out. Why not have them teach me how to do it? You know, um, yeah. as opposed to trying to read these books I have or listen to the audio from from some other area and so that's kind of what what led me to mandarin blueprint mm. uh, ever since then i think it's just been quite the process I, I think the beta of the mandarin blueprint i got hooked on and i i know i sent both you and uh, luca some emails can you release one more level i'm <laughs> i'm at the end i need i need more <laughs> like this drug that I, I need another level of well see that that's great feedback to get because you know we make it and we hope that it'll be that way because that was obviously like you know the whole game theory you know make it addicting make you want to keep moving and feel your progress that whole thing is you can make an attempt to design it but you don't really know if it's going to work or not and luckily you and many other people have given us that feedback of it's like because if you're making progress on it it means something it's like in a video game that's not to say that every video game if you score points in a video game it's not it doesn't mean something but it's like it really means something when it's representative of your progress in mandarin so uh, it's really great to hear that that's your experience of it as you move through it's like addicting you want more and, um so that's good to know um and i had a one to make a comment about pimsler or those listen repeat and repeat programs because you know i think they tend to be good for some people and not good for other people in the sense that, you know, if you're somebody like Luke, Luke said in the early days that he was more than happy to just do that over and over, just kind of like listen and repeat, listen, and repeat. And that's one of the reasons he got good pronunciation, but it's such a big if as to whether or not you're willing to do that. Like I found that I like you to be just not for me. I tried Pimsleur and I, I did actually do maybe, I don't know, like 30 lessons in it or something like that. But I just reached a point where I was just like, I can't, I can't take not knowing how this fits into other things, not knowing if I'm saying it right. Like, I mean, you know, you can listen and repeat, but like you said, I mean, you, you, it was supposed to be shua, but you were accidentally saying shua and that is a totally different sound. So it's like, and it is a sound in Chinese. So people would hear you say that and they'd be like, uh, you can brush. <laughs> that's what schwa means <laughs> they'd be like okay i'm glad to hear that you can brush brush what <laughs> you know so anyway it's kind of like that's that's something that uh is good to you know hear somebody else say because i remember when luke did that i was like man how do, i wish i had your discipline because <laughs> i can't i just can't get into that so yeah that's really that's interesting to learn so now you've been to china a few more times well first of all i kind of as a progress check where are you in the mandarin blueprint method how many what character have you made it to and i'm almost to the end of level 18 so i think that's like 230 220 somewhere in there right right yeah so 
at this point now, then another question is about how you're engaging with the course, because Mm -hmm. uh, for those people who aren't on the course, the course works in phases. So phase one is all about characters and components and uh, learning the Hansa movie method and how to remember a character. And then phase two moves into vocabulary acquisition and how to make great flashcards and then phase three moves into some sentences that don't require opinion because you know all the characters. Now, you have been engaging with the sentences, I know, because you've been leaving us comments on those lessons. So how have you found that uh, so far? Like, I guess maybe you could comment on each phase, like sort of how have you felt about the character learning and how has that led to you understanding the words, like two character words, and then how has that led to you understanding individual sentences? Sure. So yeah, early on with the characters, initially, obviously, we're, we're learning some of these characters. And initially, I didn't realize that the individual character, you guys do it well, because you say this is also a word, right? But mm-hmm. even when it is a single character, and it is a word, that doesn't mean it's always used as a single character for that word, right? That's right. Yeah. I, I think something is like spoon, right? Because shall, right? And yeah. so no, is that right? Shall? Yeah, yeah that's right. And so the that's not usually said as just that one character, right? Because you would right. say the, the at the end. And so you need the the two characters to make the word. And so I think initially with the, the opinion and the characters, it was easy to learn a lot of the characters, but understanding exactly where they fit and how it, it, it was difficult. And, and so then moving on into the actual two character words and then the sentences started to put all those pieces together that you start to understand that, well, yes, this makes more sense now or... This, this word always having <laughs> something else connected to it makes sense because in order to understand it, you need those two characters together. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things I had told a colleague of mine that all these, these characters, they have the same pronunciation. They may even have the same tone. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how you can keep them separate, but it's because you add in those other the characters beside it or next to it, and it kind of helps you <laughs> understand that those are connected. And, yeah. and so I think the initial characters, it was great learning all these things. And then once you start putting them into words, you start to understand how they, they piece together and how one character impacts the other character if you have two characters together. Um, and then finally, I think with the, the sentences, and I'm looking forward to the paragraphs eventually in the stories, they, they help you understand that, yes, it's more of a, it's more of a meaning. We have these keyword yeah. connections, yes, but each character probably has... I don't know, 10, 15 different meanings possibly, right? They yeah, could yeah. Be anywhere. And so I think seeing them in sentences and understanding that, okay, for this sentence, this character means this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then for this sentence, it means this or this word. And so then you can get a little bit more depth, I guess, to the character and for the meaning of the character because it not, doesn't necessarily, I'm trying to think of a, a recent character. There was one, I think it might've been too open maybe mm-hmm. that, I can't, I don't want to go back to it. Yeah, Kai. And, and so there was something about how it, it was too open. And then in the next one, it said something else, but really it meant it was opening whatever it was. I can't remember exactly the the meaning of it, but. Yeah, Kai uh, does have a, a few different uh, sort of usages. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's still in the meaning you're opening something, but it's the word we use in English isn't open for whatever it was. And so, yeah, it might've been maybe Kaishin, which means uh, happy. And it's like, kind of like opening your heart. Right. Yeah. I think that might've been it. Exactly. Exactly. So just to comment on what you're saying there, and then I'll uh, just as a, because it's relevant to what you're, the point you're making is that the characters, the individual characters, what's so interesting about them is it's like, they're like a sphere of meaning 
and they're almost all of the different usages are sort of related back to the initial kind of idea like a open or or heart or something like that and what i find is that this naturally makes you better at sort of um abstract thinking because you have to look at something and go well i thought that meant open but here it doesn't exactly mean open so but when you realize there is still a connection to the concept of open, you start to get better at just understanding that there's like even a deeper sort of commonality in the meaning that is, has a connection to both the concrete and the abstract. And like, these are things that I just didn't find at all obvious before I learned Chinese. And now after learning Chinese, I'm just, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of made me better at thinking in a lot of ways. It's just great. You know, it's one of the side effects I didn't really go in for, but it's turned out to be really useful. So yeah, glad to hear that you're already getting that at level uh, 18. That's awesome. Right. So anyway, sorry, I kind of interrupted you. If you nope, nope, that's good. And, and so then, yeah, building, and I think that's where the sentences come in because then, yeah, even something I'm looking here, the, what's this? Is it dot? That's the word for open to open right, to open. But then for usage too, you have to turn on your phone or right. And so to turn on your phone, it's using the same exact word and you could say, well, yeah, you're, you're opening kind of electronically almost your phone or whatever it would end up being. Right. So right. You get that feeling that this word can mean more things, but you just have to think about it in the way that the usage is <laughs> as opposed yeah. to how we think about words in English being very set we say open well this is turn on it's not open <laughs> right yeah we, yeah exactly but it, you can see how like on and opening is not it's not like a totally unrelated concept but they, it is different in that way you know a light switch is just called a open close kaiguan and mm. it's, it's funny because they yeah. that's just what they decide to call that thing they're like okay that just turns things on and off or it opens and closes the light. So we'll just call it an open close, which to me is like, I love Chinese for simplicity sometimes in that way, you know? So, yeah. And, and by the way, that's also a part of speech thing because, you know, you have Kai, which is a verb and you have Guan, which is a verb, but when you put them together, they turn into a noun. So like, it's just like, okay, a Kai Guan, an open close is a light switch. So yeah, anyway. So is, is I was at the had you finished what you wanted to say about yeah, this? Yeah, I think so. I think like I said, the sentences are where I'm at now. Um, mm. I think the the hard part with the sentences are I'm kind of a completionist, and so when oh, I'm right. using my hanky, I I unsuspended probably too many of them. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so far behind on the the sentences that the characters I'm learning aren't exactly matching with where I'm at. Because I only allow I think I five new per day or something for the mm. sentences because I don't want to spend too much time doing those, but now I'm so far behind, but I think I need to, to rethink how I'm unsuspending some of those. in right. the words. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just um, is whenever you, the way I always like to do it when I was doing this type of thing, I mean, obviously I never used the Mandarin blueprint method because when I was learning, because it didn't exist yet, but I, uh, I did do a few things where I had like a list of words or a list of uh, characters in Anki. And I would always just take a, some time, like five minutes at the end of my study session to, look at what I did and just specifically unsuspend those individual cards. Um, you know, that worked for me, but that can also, if you want, if you'd rather be a little bit more automated, cause that obviously does require you to stop and look and unsuspend mm -hmm. manually. So, uh, you know, you can always just say, okay, for the next couple of weeks or maybe just a week, I won't add any more sentences and just catch up with your characters. I do think that there is a, um, you know, a real sort of, because I know how important characters are standing at the, you know, from the fluent level looking down, how it's just the most critical level. Mm -hmm. 
there's always this part of me that wants to go, Hey, if you want to just spend some time just learning characters for a while, do it because it's, it's so worth it. Um, they, they just have, it's like, if you imagine that a character is like a node in the mm -hmm. network, the most connections go to the character as compared to the words or, and obviously a sentence is like, theoretically a sentences are infinite. So, you know, you don't have to necessarily ever be committed to one sentence. So, you know, um, but yeah, cool. Well, that's great feedback. I'm glad to hear that you felt like the confusion that you, or rather I should say like the lack of clarity that you felt about how a word or a character was going to be used started to, you know, mm -hmm. fog started to lift away when you started to see it in the context of uh, sentences and around other characters and words. So that's great. Um, cool. So assuming, you know, you continue and you finish to the point where you're knowing 80% of Chinese um, by the end of level 36 and you're starting to get to be able to, you know, use things conversationally and all of that. What are you going to, um, like, what's your plan? Like, when you get successful with Chinese, what are you going to do with it? I mean, I obviously I have a sense of it since you've, yeah. you're going to be traveling to China, but yeah, what, yeah. Do you, what do you, what is your goal? <clears throat> well, yeah, I think, I think that's a big part of it. So in the last year, I went four times. This year, I'll probably go a couple of times. And I think for the foreseeable future, it'll probably be two to three times a year I'll be traveling to China. And I think it's... It's hard to say because when I'm there, I always have probably, I mean, no further than an arm away, someone who's bilingual. There's someone with me almost at all times who can translate for me. So I don't have the, uh, I need to do this to survive. Right, right. When yeah. I'm there. But I mean, even last time when I was there, I was seeing characters on signs as I'm drive, driving around. Um, and it's things that you notice and recognize. And I think going forward, I, it, it'd be beneficial and it's fun. It's fun to be able to go there and see different characters and understand perhaps what it means. I was staying at a hotel and one of the, the mini bar thing said, it's at what, Shaochi, right? And I was like, small food, that must be snack. I'd never seen it in Mandarin Blueprint, but I knew small food. I'm like, that has to be snack. Exactly. There's nothing else that makes sense. And, and so it's nice to be able to just see that and understand obviously on the back it was English so I could see I could see that exactly what it was but it was interesting to be able to do something like that isn't um, that cool yeah like those moments yeah, are great exactly. yeah when you it, look it at it you're like that's it of is. course that's what it means because it's just that's Chinese has so many words like that which again is why characters are so important because we don't have to tell you all the like of the first 500 characters uh five top 500 characters and it's about 600 to learn those top 500 characters uh you can make 5,000 words out of that, but only about 1,000 of them are high frequency. You know, so, but the other 4,000, you could learn pretty easily. You know, it wouldn't be too hard because you'd get the base meaning there. Oh, it's small food. I guess that means snack. What a surprise. You know, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, yeah, when I'm in China, I'm usually working with faculty and students. And in particular, when I'm teaching a class in front, I, I'm teaching in English, it's being translated. But the students are probably at uh, an intermediate level of English, perhaps. And I'm trying to encourage them to speak English and to talk to me. But um, as you probably know, many of the Chinese students in particular, they, they try and save face. They don't want to be wrong in front of their mm -hmm. peers. And, and so there's that lack of confidence in maybe even just answering. But mm -hmm. then you compound that with answering in a language that they don't aren't as confident in. And so it makes it really difficult for them to participate or to talk to me or to respond. Right. And I think, I think it'd be wonderful for me to be able to just, even if I could just tell them, 
um, it's okay, or <laughs> it's yeah. okay to respond in Mandarin, and then I could have my person next to me translate for me, um, or showing them that I'm willing to take the risk of speaking a language that I'm obviously not fluent in, mm-hmm. uh, then they, they'd be willing to stand up and take the risk as well. And so I think something like that would be sure. beneficial. Um, I'm not, I, I don't make money when I'm there, so I'm not doing it to, to make money or get rich or to move to China. I don't have that intention, especially, I mean, I have two young kids. Um, it's just not going to happen. But I think taking risks and showing the people there while I'm there take, that I'm willing to take risks will increase their willingness to do the same and make it so it's less uncomfortable for them to participate or maybe just less of a hurdle for them to jump over. I'm going to fail. I mean, even today, I probably have talked or said some characters that I didn't pronounce it correctly, but you need to be willing to try. <laughs> and yes. I think that's something to encourage the students because they need to speak English in order yeah. to be successful in their careers. Um, and so if I'm willing to put in that effort, I think that's, that's really good. Um, and so, like I said, visiting China and talking to people or even be able to just read some of the signs or read some of the things that I'm there. I think technology is making it uh, I don't know, like I said, that live or die. There was a couple of times that I was there by myself, uh-huh. and, but I had my phone and so I could use Google Translate and I could just hold it up and <laughs> I could see <laughs> yeah. exactly what it says for the most part. But yeah. being able to just walk up and see that, um, like I said, the, the small oh, food yeah. or the snack. Survive with yeah. technology, but you'll thrive <laughs> if you are fluent. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But from a, a personal standpoint, like I said, my two kids, I think they're both very interested in languages. My daughter, she's six. She mm-hmm. took some Spanish classes, loved that. She's been learning some Chinese uh, with me. She likes when I'm writing the characters because it's so different than English, right? And so yeah. I'm writing the character, and she's like, how does that mean that? <laughs> it's like, well, <laughs> here you go. Um, and yeah. my, my four-year-old, he just turned four. When he was three, he could say, ni hao, and I ni. And so he would say both hello and I love you. And so it was just really great that, he could say that in English, he could say it in Chinese, and he could say it in Spanish. And um, so it was good. Um, anytime we were with someone who speaks Chinese, I would say, say something in Chinese, and he would say he loves them. Obviously, he doesn't know them, but that's the, <laughs> the one thing he loved to say. And so it's yeah. good. And so from, I mean, while I'm in China, it's great. My kids love it, so that makes it even better to mm-hmm. be able to do that. Um, I think one yeah. of the big things that I, that I really want to be able to do, and I, I've started a little bit, um, as I've gone to China several times, my, my WeChat friend list has grown. And so seeing all those moments, and if I could just read those without having to click translate, you know, it, sure. <laughs> WeChat makes it very easy to translate it. I challenge myself not to, but obviously I need to many times. Um, yeah, and- sure. It's amazing how much you pick up unconsciously with that stuff. And, you know, I just wanted to comment on your point about making mistakes and, and uh, not being afraid to make mistakes. You know, one of the things that... Uh, you can kind of, to some degree, count on. Um, and I mean, all of this is dependent on your st- mm-hmm. mind to some degree and your, you know, whether you're in a good or bad mood or whatever. But a lot of times if you go into uh, something where you need to say some kind of, you need to communicate some idea and you just go, all right, I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to say this, but I'm just going to start talking. There's this, um, you know, obviously you have to have enough input and you have to have enough knowledge that there's like anything to say. I can't just start speaking Spanish uh, right now. Um, But if you go in and you're like, all right, I am confident that I will find a way to get this idea across. If I have to use body language, fine. If I have to, you know, try to 
say some really roundabout way of getting something across. Like recently, one of the challenges I've been facing is that I've been trying to, um, we've been designing our, the WeChat version, version of the course. And if we have an issue like, oh, the, the padding around the font isn't totally right. And I'm like, I don't know how to say technical terms in Chinese because I didn't learn any kind of like computer programming based Chinese nor do I really know that much about computer programming in English. So it, and the Chinese, Annie who works with me, who's helping with us, she's Chinese, but she also doesn't really know that vocabulary. So it's like, I'm trying to explain that stuff to her and like get her to understand so she can explain it to some uh, programmers or I speak directly to the programmers. And it's just a, always a challenge of going, all right, it's, it doesn't matter really that I don't know what the word is because I should be able to use my vocabulary to describe what it is right and if you just are confident that you can do that then you know you'd be surprised how many opportunities come up to learn just in that brief conversation because certainly the word you're looking for you can try to learn <laughs> you know i learned uh some word like uh uh how to say underline in chinese like a, in underline text bold text italic text right and it's like uh bold is to so add thickness and then you have uh, uh italics which is a uh, and t is like the body or like t is the font so that's your like so t is the font and then means like slanted so slanted uh font or slanted body text and then underlined is which you already know that one meaning below and then which means to like um draw and then which means line so like under draw line <laughs> it's like all right well that's very uh very straightforward stuff and because i learned that in one conversation the first time i don't know it was like a year ago or something i was like i don't know how to say these but i i can explain it to somebody and then they explained it and i was like okay now is my opportunity to learn this is my word connection flashcard happening right now and so that's why you got to be willing to make mistakes because the opportunities to learn will come up if you just sort of go into it and yeah and if you're afraid to make mistakes luckily though Chinese people are the most forgiving when it comes to making mistakes in their language. They're not like, huh, look at you. Do you think that's Chinese? Jeez. You know, they're not like that at all. So no. Well, and I, th I think even the complete opposite, it is, it's that positive reinforcement you get from the, the response to trying is just great. And so trying to, to say something as simple as, I mean, hello is, I found that people don't really say hello that much. Ni hao, right? They yeah, not very say, much, surprisingly. They yeah. say a lot of other, uh, have you eaten? Or, I mean, just lots of different uh -huh. things that they'll say to, when they interact with each other. But even if you say uh, something as simple as hello or um, at the end of my class, just saying thank you, you know, and, and the students react very differently because you're trying. And so that positive reinforcement helps, <laughs> helps with the process of learning because it makes it seem even more worthwhile because every time you try, every time you do something different, the, the positive reinforcements there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, um, I feel like we'll end up talking about all these things like forever. So let's move on to my next question here. So moving some, some I have a couple questions specifically about the Mandarin blueprint method and sort of how you've been, uh, working with it. So the first one is, you know, regarding the characters themselves, because, you know, the two things that make the Mandarin blueprint method particularly unique compared to other learning methods is how to learn an individual character. And then the sequence and order of the characters. So on the how to learn an individual character front, you know, obviously the beginning, there's some time where you have to figure out the method. It's like, you know, we use all these mnemonics for the opinion, initials and finals and the tone. And then of course the props, actors and sets, AKA character components, opinion, initials, 
opinion finals to create um, the ingredients. And then of course you have the interact to create the meeting. How long did it take you to sort of get how that works? And then now how long does it take you to learn an individual character? I, as far as how long it took me, probably I definitely had the process down before the video stopped. And okay, right, yeah, yeah. I don't remember exactly when that occurs, but before the video stopped, I definitely had the process down. And yeah, it's character 105. 105, yeah. yeah. So it's probably, probably by 50 or 60, you definitely have the process down very well. Great. And um, I think, I mean, I talked about how I was begging for additional levels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when you, I think when you guys released one level, it released a bigger Anki deck. And so I even did try and go, after I was done with that level, I was like, I'll try a couple without anything really. Um, and I think at that point I was borderline and so it's about ready. So that's probably like, was that level nine or 10? I can't remember what, what the, the beta was, but, um, something like that. Yeah. Somewhere in there. And so by then had the process down pretty well, being able to pick the pieces that are the props that needed to go into it, the character, the, the actor, and then also the, the scene that I was on or the set for the scene. And so by then it was pretty straightforward and, uh, once the videos went away, I was I was sad because I, I liked seeing I liked getting the examples from all the guests you guys brought in. Yeah, the yeah. examples really helped a lot. And then also having you guys say the word, um, kind of talk through the process. I think it worked out well, but at the same time, I think it was kind of a, a crutch that mm-hmm. I was depending on it and watching it. And but I could do it, and so mm-hmm. it, it was for a little while. It took a. Uh, I was a little, like I said, a little sad, I guess. Was yeah, yeah. Well, for what it's worth, just as a note here, I, I am working on currently, it's like my main project at the moment, is writing new um, and longer and more detailed level reviews for everything past level uh, 12. So, you know, anybody who's on the course, that's going to be coming out soon. So anyway, but yeah. Yeah, but like I said, it it, it wasn't, I think it was, a, it was still a good thing because it does go a lot faster when you're not watching a, a three, four minute video exactly. every single time. And so that does compound it. But <clears throat> as far as how long it takes, I think the easy characters, like the nouns in particular, those probably yeah. take 30 seconds. You, right. Especially if they don't have too many components that you're putting together, it probably takes 30 seconds. You look, you look, oh, okay, I know what that is. Um, I think a recent one was uh, Jung Clock. I mean, clock is a thing, right? Mm-hmm. I can see a clock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so that's very easy to visualize, put the two components together. Sure. One of the components, I mean, tells you the pronunciation right there, so that helps a little bit. But um, but you have the two components together, and then it's just visualizing it quickly and then move on. Mm-hmm. And so that was pretty easy. Um, or if it's a character I've seen before, I sure. think um, recently Tian, uh, Sky, or sure. I guess Day, we use a lot for the day. And, and so something like that, I don't spend a whole lot of time trying to make an elaborate scene because I know that character. So there's really, I, I still do it so that I know pronunciation and all of that. Um, or the, yeah, especially the pronunciation. Tone. It's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. The tone, but I don't have to spend an elaborate scene of trying to figure out how to incorporate the sky. into, <laughs> And so it, it just, so I can get the character. So the pieces together and then the, the tone as well, that makes it. Um, so those ones are easier. Some of the more abstract ones, like uh, recently, day, must. <laughs> like what, what does that, what's must? And so that was really hard. Probably those ones may take longer, maybe, I don't know, three, four, five minutes. But a lot of that time is trying to figure out that keyword connection. Once right, I have yeah. that figured out, then it's still, I mean, the scene still takes I don't know, 15, 20 seconds to, to watch and visualize in my mind. But mm-hmm. trying to figure out a good, strong keyword connection is the hard part in that. And I think yeah. some of them, 
that's where the podcast comes in handy. And then also when I see some of the comments that people who have gone a little bit faster than me, um, sometimes I'll see some down there. I was like, oh, that's great. And, and mm-hmm. those ones make it a little bit longer. But I'd say, like I said, on average, probably, I think you guys say a minute, right? And I think a minute or two minutes on average. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of them that have been more abstract lately to open. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, to I mean, so these are things that are more, they're not nouns, you can't see them. So making that keyword connection takes a little bit longer. Yeah, so there's a, um, there's a, one of our um, blog articles in the Hansa Movie Method series and in the Hansa Movie Method ebook, uh, we have a section all about troubleshooting. Mm -hmm. So maybe you want to like bookmark that page. I think it's also in the sidebar uh, Mm -hmm. related to either script triggers or uh, special effects. Those two Google Docs um, that are in the sidebar, if, you're, if that's specifically the issue that you're running into a lot, you might want to keep those bookmarked and like open for you because they have a few sort of triggers about um, how to troubleshoot if you're struggling to find a connection. So, you know, keep, the, keep those around just in case. So that's great to hear, though. It sounds like, I mean, that's pretty, you know, that's the standard response. Of course, with abstract uh, meanings, you have to kind of, it can't, it's not visual to begin with. So you have to make some other link, you know, the Greeks t- call this the linking method. So it's like, you can't just say, um, you know, to open, well, there's lots of things you can open. So what is it? You have to make some further connection to it. Um, so it's like open, open source code, uh, open borders, open, like just do these word associations. Right. And then like, see if you can come up with a, a connection, you know, um, from there, like for the, I mean, just doing that just now, um, I had a particularly, uh, so I guess you could say, you know, the, the, there's always immigration debate, right? So I had a, a person I knew was particularly on the, uh, open borders side of it. And he had a shirt that said borders are imaginary walls. I could just imagine that, or sorry, borders are imaginary lines. And I was like, okay, I can imagine him wearing that shirt. And that's okay. He's an open borders guy. Open is the keyword. And that's just me just quickly doing a, word association. That's an example what you can do with an abstract thing. Um, and you'd be surprised your brain will, your brain will show you. That's what I find to be so interesting is that it's kind of more of a discovery sometimes, you know, um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you have that experience, but it's, there's moments where it's like, I'm just finding where it is already in my head and just making a connection between those previously disparate things in my head and just saying, okay, now let's put them together. And you know, the person with the K first name in the AI set, doing that connection I just made and make a little link in my head. So yeah, uh, I'm glad to hear that that's uh, working out for you so far. All right, cool. So apart from specifically the characters, so the, if you could just kind of like talk about the overall impacts, like if you, uh, you know, we put, we usually ask like three impacts uh, of the course that like which parts of it have made the biggest impact, but you don't have to, you can just say one or two, or you can say five if you want, but what do you think are the, the aspects of the course that have had the biggest impact and you know why? I think, I mean, obviously Anki is a big part of it, but I think early on the, what really sold me on it was, I mean, you and Phil or you and Luke, the being able to see someone that went through a process that I'm trying to go through. Obviously I'm not in China, so it's a little bit different, but the being able to go through that process and be successful. I think um, when you guys finally released the full Mandarin blueprint method, you put out that video um, that had Luke talking at the beginning and I saw that and I was just like, okay, um, obviously I've seen him do the pronunciation through all those videos and, but those are all very short and, but putting together this full sentences. And I think I, I, 
I searched YouTube or something for you and found a, a TEDx talk or something that you did. Is that right? And so watching you speak, uh, I'm so I had confidence that you guys both knew what you were talking about because you got there. I um, mean, if you believe that this method would have helped you get there faster, then I think that's something that made a big impact. Seeing the, these examples of you and Luke doing what I want to be able to do, whether it be sit on a bench and <laughs> talk about something or if it's talking in front of people and giving a, um, if I could stand up in front of the classes in China and give the entire talk in Mandarin or even just 10% do my introduction in Mandarin, you know, mm -hmm. it'd make a, I mean, that'd be a big impact. And so I think seeing something that I want to replicate was one of the big things. Um, when you sent these questions, I was trying to find things that people maybe hadn't talked about before. Oh, yeah. Like I said, Anki, the videos, the content is all great. Um, but I really think the, one of the big parts was the actors and the, the sets, right? So right. you have the, the actors for the initial, the sets for the, the finals, and you guys gave the suggestion that you could either make it so it sounds like it or it kind of has the same letter, and so then that'll trigger in your mind. Um, I've kind of tried to commit to making it sound like it as much as possible. Okay. I think that's made one of the biggest impacts on me being able to pronounce some of the words. Because mm. if you think of like E-I, A, right? And so it's... In English, EI doesn't look, I mean, A wouldn't be the first thing that I probably would say. But a, one of the sets I have is a building I work in called McKay. And so the end A is identical to A. <laughs> and so anytime A, I have A, something, yeah, sure. yeah. Any, anytime I have something in that, oh yeah, AY, exactly. It's not that it's spelled the same, but um, anytime I have something in there, I have no problem pronouncing that word because I know exactly how that final is. Yeah, um, I would say of the two, you can definitely make a connection to the letter. It's totally possible. But of the two, the sound connection is almost definitely stronger. Yes. Because you know, then you can just like quickly, you just say A and then the McKay even, it's like in your head before you even, right. <laughs> in less time it takes you to say the two words. So yeah, absolutely. Right, 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 exactly. And so that's where, I mean, I have two sets in Shanghai because I probably visited there the most four or five times. And so I have a hotel that I've stayed at several times. And so mm -hmm. it's very visual in my mind. And then one of the schools I visited that was very, um, impactful and so I can remember it very well because the ANG I mean yeah. <laughs> and so it's very easy to know because of Shanghai so I can kind of connect it there and the same thing for AI and so I think that's made one of the biggest impacts it's not you guys give a lot of options you say you can do it um, but for me the pronunciation was so important that sure. I was like I need to find words that make this happen and, <laughs> and yeah. so I, I was trying to find words that had the same the same sound that way I don't get confused. I um, <clears throat> so I think was it is it um, high? Is that bad? Right or stop? Uh, yeah. So like, uh, well, you've got you've got why? Yeah, why? 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 Yeah. Have, there is another word that you probably haven't learned yet called why, which means to harm someone. Okay. Uh, but why yeah, is hi. like bad? That's yeah, exactly. Hi. Yeah, and so you have the AI, and so I mean Shanghai, and, and so you got the I, and so it's very easy to know what that final should be. Um, and right, so that's right. made a huge impact on being able to pronounce the words once I, once I <laughs> yeah, that it's really the, that is one of the biggest things that people, you know, especially if they're just starting, they don't necessarily realize how helpful that's going to be because when you don't learn the character properly and the pronunciation properly, what happens is, I mean, your brain just cannot retain that 
like, you know, <laughs> trivial information unless you visualize it. So, cause it's, I mean, the fact that it's second tone and not third tone, I mean, it's like your brain is going to forget that because, so you're going to be reading later and you're going to see the character and you're going to recognize the character and you're going to be like, yeah, I know that. And I think it means like that or something, but you're not going to know whether it's second tone or third tone and it's going to matter, you know? And so, and that's going to be compounded if you didn't do it right at the beginning. And then you're going to be like, oh, this is so frustrating. Everything I'm sort of 90% sure about, right? And then it's like, when you do it right from the beginning and you know, for sure that second tone because it was happening in the kitchen, you know? And so like you, or for sure that's the um, AI final because it was happening at this place in Shanghai. And like, uh, and of course it's the, the Hulk is there. So it definitely starts with HU. It's like, there's no doubt about it. And like, it's so nice because that is one of the things that drives foreigners crazy if they didn't do it right. So um, I'm glad to hear that that's, you know, specifically going quite well. Right. Yeah. And, and so I think combined on that, the initials as well, it's, I mean, I think the, one of the hardest ones was the QI, Chi, right? Right. So it's hard because I don't, I don't know anyone. Don't have that sound. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Or R. I mean, we, there, yeah. there's a lot of sounds that aren't very similar. And so those ones... Um, obviously you say making exceptions are okay. And so I made the rule in my own mind that I'm always going to do it unless I can't. <laughs> and so ones like that, the QI, I think you guys recommended using someone maybe with a K. And, and so then I have someone that starts with a K, a, a female with a K cause it's QI. And then it, I just need to remember those ones, but I don't have to remember all these other ones because it sounds exactly like the set or the initial. Exactly. Yeah. And if it's, if it's one where it's like, you know, um, the QI is your and the ER are your only exceptions amongst 55. You remember them because they're the exceptions. It's like, you know, that's the fewer, if you only have two exceptions, then, and in the case of ER, we even just tell you, we're like, Hey, it's Jackie Chan. So <laughs> it's a, it's only really one. And then you'll remember just because it's special in that way. So yeah, that's uh that's great to hear. And you know, I had a sound mnemonic the other day that I did. Um, so like I'm staying at, in Florida with my sister for a couple of weeks. And, uh, I, uh, my, my brother-in-law has a bike and he has a bike lock and it's a three digit bike lock. And he said, okay, it's a seven, four, six. Um, so I guess uh, if anybody is knows where <laughs> I am, you can steal, steal that bike and it's locked somewhere. Don't be creepy. Anyway. So, um, the, uh, if it's seven, four, six, well in Chinese, that's uh and then I went, okay, well, almost sounds like which means like you made me so angry, angry. You made me angry to death. It's like, it's not exactly the same, but it sounds a little, you know, I can sort of see here a little bit of the relationship. And so I just imagined somebody like getting ready to steal my bike and me <laughs> like, ah, <"Tis> <laughs> you know, and so that literally is angry tea, which you would have already learned that character already. And then, which means to die. Um, and then war. Look, so it's like, you made me angry to death. It's like, or you scared me to death. Um, and so I just heard that and I re I've had no trouble remembering that three digit thing. And it's funny how sound mnemonics, they can be really powerful. You know, it's just a simple thing of it just sort of sounds like it. So there you go. And mm -hmm. so that's great to hear. So we should probably encourage a bit more sound mnemonics in our, in our day to day yeah. uh, videos. Yeah. Well, and I, yeah, exactly. And I, like I said, that's been one of the biggest impacts is I'm very confident in how I need to pronounce those words. Cause I think confidence is a big part in being willing to try and speak. <laughs> and so I'm confident. I know those ones because I can say, I can say it in my mind. I can say, 
um, McKay. Okay, I got it. And then I can say the word. And so it's no problem. And making sure that I got the correct pronunciation. Um, Obviously, the phones is a different story, but those come from where I'm at in the house or the building. And so that's that's easy as well. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But the other thing I think, um, I think you guys had a, a comment maybe last week or the week before on one of the podcasts about how um, visualizing yourself in some of these places, um, I've been visualizing myself, obviously, in my childhood home and bringing back different memories that happened, that true memories. I mean, obviously, I'm making these fake ones, fake memories in my mind, but true memories and um, remembering things. And I think that's been, that's been great because it's, um, been able to kind of relive some of the things I did as a kid and things I probably shouldn't have done or should do. And so it's just been wonderful to be able to, uh, my, my old bedroom or the bathroom and, and different things in the house and, and bringing these different people <laughs> into the house. Um, and so I think that combined with what you said, um, I think my memory in general is slightly better or a little bit better. You think of things a little bit differently. And, and so I think that's been another impact um, <clears throat> I went back, like I said, to I was in Shanghai last month, and I went to that hotel that is one of my sets. And and so walking in there was a little, I wouldn't say deja vu, but it was a little, uh, <laughs> it was odd because of the things I've had people do <laughs> in that lobby, you know? And, and so it's it's very different to walk in there and say, um, like, Woody is my, my WU, and I've had Woody do things in the lobby, um, I think, uh, I can't remember what recently, but doing things. And so it's just... Um, very strange that, yeah, obviously I've never seen Woody standing right here at the entrance of this hotel, but right, right. I have seen Woody standing right there. And so it's, um, it's very interesting to go to places that, um, are, I've been using as sets cause I don't, we don't use the, your current home as a set. Um, so it doesn't happen as often, but obviously McKay, uh, um, the building I work in, I go to all the time, but some of the rooms I use there, I'm not in as frequently. Um, but to walk into the, to the hotel and, there's so much, I mean, that ends in A-N-G that we've learned that, I mean, the, the lobby, the, the room, the bathroom, I mean, outside. Yeah. So um, a lot that's, of stuff that's has happened pretty, in that hotel. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> you just walk into a new place and you're like, oh, yeah, there was an octopus, uh, you know, fighting a pirate with a knife over there uh, yesterday in my mind. <laughs> you know, so that's a, that's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah that, that type of stuff is really, um, you know, I mean, I think it was uh, the, the guy, Dev, on the course who was saying that doing the method made him think of his mm-hmm. father who's passed away. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I saw that and I was like, wow, that's awesome. I mean, like obviously, well, I mean, it's not necessarily so awesome. His dad passed away, but it was awesome that he got a good, good memory out of it. And I'm like, yeah, well, and this is kind of like writing an autobiography in a lot of ways because you're going through all these important places from your past with important people from your past, or at least people who made an impact on you, even if they're fictional characters or something. Right. And then you're, essentially figuring out what is my you learn about what do I think of this meaning right so you find out the meaning of the character well what do you think about it well you're going to find out because it's going to come up in the scene and so it's sort of one of those side benefits that is obviously the main benefit of the course is you learn Chinese characters and then you can you know uh, eventually become fluent in Chinese because you learn the characters so well but it does have this side benefit of teaching you a little bit about yourself you know and reminding you about who you are as a person which is kind of like I mean, you could argue that that's something that a lot of, uh, I guess, psychologists would hope people would do, you know, anyway. So, um, you know, that's that's really great to hear that that kind of impact is actually happening. So um, now we've been talking about these positive things. Tell me about what you were skeptical about at some points. Uh, you know, if it, I mean, it sounds like, you know, not saying you had to have been, but most people are skeptical at some point because we're putting a pretty radical thing forward here. We're like, hey, throw out all the traditional methods and try this totally new thing that involves, you know, 
knife wielding octopuses or something. Yeah. And so tell me about your skills. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't know if you remember or not, but I think early on I sent you a, a note via a Facebook message just saying, I don't understand how I'm going to remember 600 different scenes, you know, mm -hmm. or more, more than that, really, once you keep going. And uh, you actually sent back an audio message just saying, that you will, I mean, the, the basically said that your mind will work fine this way, it, it works. And the other option is that rote learning. It's you're either gonna remember 600 scenes that are really impactful to you, you maybe have an emotional connection to type thing, or you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna have to write these characters out a bunch mm -hmm. of different times and you're still not gonna know them as well. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that, um, I, th I still was skeptical even after you sent me that voice message, but sure. uh, <laughs> trying and doing it and, and seeing that it was working, I think was, uh, was helpful. And so I think early on, like I said, I was skeptical there, um, but other things have kind of removed that skepticism because like I said, talking to friends on WeChat, visiting China um, once uh, a few times every now and then, um, we actually, it was almost like a game. Anytime we went somewhere, one of my colleagues would point at the wall and say, okay, which of those characters do you know? And I was able to point, um, maybe it was probably less, it was 5% of the characters maybe or something like that, whatever it ended up being. We we're at some older places, <laughs> um, some museums and stuff that have um, some, some characters I probably will never know because they even came across one. I don't even know that one. It's like, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are, I mean, there technically there are hundreds of thousands of characters and I mean, right. like they only use, I mean, the vast, vast majority are only used in a very set circumstance and many of them are retired basically they, they don't get used at all and then a lot of them are specialists like if you go into to chemistry there are a lot of characters directly related to chemistry but even still i've seen chemistry characters and i'm like well i have an idea what that probably is because it's got the you know it's got the component that'll indicate something about it but anyway yeah so it's like it, most of them you don't need to know it's really it really is about three thousand that'll get you like reading the newspaper easily um and and the reason why i say that is not because you'll recognize every character it's because you'll know so much of the surrounding context that if you see a character you don't know it doesn't even matter it's like well whatever i know what the meaning is it could anyway. be a name yeah exactly it's yeah and so and 600 <laughs> is enough that you can you can easily communicate on wechat you can understand the majority of what you're seeing it's a little bit frustrating sometimes because the meat is in that last like you know 20 percent because it's 80 percent of chinese by frequency which just means that it there you know the the most frequent characters and so if you're looking at a newspaper article you know 80% of the characters in that article but the remaining 20% are made up of about 2,500 other characters so it's like if you want to get that final 20% you kind of have to work uh, longer but the thing is by then you already have such a good foundation and everything is it's almost like you're building a, a skyscraper and you've built the the structure of it and you just have to fill in the bricks but there's always a connection to something you already know so it's never you know, it's always one or two steps to something you already know. And that's why, you know, we were, we, we made this post on Chinese forums about this and people were giving us a lot of flack about that 80% thing. And they were like, people are going to get the wrong idea because they're going to think that, you know, it's only going to take 20% of the time now to finish. And I'm like, well, uh, first of all, I think that we make that clear, but even if we didn't, it's like, you know, so much at that point that it's a question of, how much how like pleasurable is the remaining experience and it's actually quite enjoyable because you're constantly that time is my favorite time the 80 percent time to being advanced because you your progress is so fast you learn a new character a new word and there's such a, a huge amount of information that unlocks so it's like you know that the whole point is the foundation is the hard part and that's mm -hmm. where you're in now and so you know that's where um 
when you're finished with that, it's not like the journey is over, but it's, you're going to, you're going to have fun with the remaining part of it. And so, yeah. So, um, good to hear that skepticism went away. Now, how about recommendations for the course? Anything that we can improve? So I think you guys have said something about having an app. I think having one location for everything would be, would be wonderful, but obviously (laughs) that comes with a lot of cost and a lot of time to Mm. set up and get moving. Um, but I think, I mean, overall, the course, the one thing that I, I, I don't know if it'd be possible. I mean, having audio on each of the movie scenes, make a movie scenes. Cause obviously when I see the word like Kai, I, I understand that I should know how to pronounce that. Being able to click a play button and say, Oh, yep, I got it right. Um, uh-huh. I just use Pleco and I, <laughs> I just type yeah, yeah, it. In. No, that's a good idea. Um, and so I can go back and forth and see those. Um, but <clears throat> I don't know that that'd be helpful. I would love to have an app, but like I said, I don't know that. I mean, of course, you have that in your Anki cards. That was where we were kind of trying to address that in the Anki card. But it would be nice to have that when you're in the learning mindset. Right. Um, exactly. Unfortunately, the the I don't think that the platform we use has that functionality set up where you can just like drop in an audio file mm-hmm. in the description like that. But that would that would be nice. I'll see. I'll look into that. That's a good idea. Yeah, because you have all the audio files. They're in Anki. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're there. <laughs> I wouldn't, like, it wouldn't just be hard to them, figure out a way. But I just, it would just be a pain if it was like at the moment you can put an audio file in to download, but then it's like, okay, so what yeah. you download a file. Play it play it. Yeah, exactly. It'd be better if you could just play it like on yeah. the page. But yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, and then I, I think, I mean, this is, again, I was trying to come up with suggestions that no one else has said yet. Mm. Um, did the motivational email stop after you finish a level? Do those just uh, go away? Not anymore. I just stopped. Okay, right. <laughs> levels 13, 14, 15, 16, I'm going to upload right. 17, 18, 19. 17, right. <laughs> and, and yeah, like I've completely like that was, um, you know, we're always in this sort of state of like, do we keep going past level 36 or keep filling out the first 36 yeah. levels? And it's always this balancing act because on the one hand, the vast majority of people who see our course are seeing the beginning of the course. So it's mm-hmm. like, we have to be, bear that in mind. But on the other hand, we have this like vision of you can learn 3000 characters and you can pass the HSK six all with the Mandarin blueprint method. And, um, so, you know, <laughs> but I do want to get that done first. I'm going to get <laughs> yeah. level review videos, level motivational emails, um, yeah. with more information in them. And they're going to be good because, uh, I've added in like little extra tidbits, things that you wouldn't necessarily get like, Oh, okay. And this, chapter you learned um uh mayo so now i'll teach you the difference between and and like just write that in into the email so you can get a little tidbit there so yes i will be adding oh, good. Good. <laughs> like i said i they, they obviously had a, i don't know if they would be learning content which it sounds like adding that in is great it was just always nice it was kind of an extra motivation i only have two more characters and then i'll finish and i'll get the email <laughs> yeah 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 so well that's coming very but, soon i'm working on that right now so great great i'm glad that's always good to find out that what you're doing at the moment is going to be a welcome addition yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's good great cool all right so then the final question is would you recommend the mandarin blueprint method to to others learning mandarin chinese absolutely i think uh, particularly because there's no real risk. I mean, you got the free trial and mm-hmm. it probably won't work for everyone. Um, some people may not learn very well this way. That's something I, I've learned as a, a teacher that my students, they don't all learn in the same way. But I think this has so many different pieces. Um, you have the audio learning, the visual learning. You have, I mean, you have so many different pieces to it that it's worth trying. Um, I, like I said, I bought different books. I did bought um, different pieces and audio CDs and all this other stuff. And I don't know that any of them would have gotten me to where I am 
this quickly and this confidently, like I said, the, the pronunciation, having the tones, the tones are so important to the language that <clears throat> if, if you don't have the tones, you can say something, you can offend someone, right? You could say something that, that you shouldn't be saying in a professional setting. And, yes. and so there's a lot of pieces to it that, um, like I said, I, I, I'm still probably pretty early on, even though I'm on character 220 ish. Um, I'm not, I don't, I don't feel like I'm, I feel like I'm so far away from fluency that, but it's still, it's a journey that's a lot of fun and being able to click the next one and, and learning new characters. When I learned Tien, the, having all of those different words unlock, I think there were like six or seven different words that were combined with Tien. And so I could, I could learn all these different words that I knew some of them. I knew today, I knew tomorrow, um, I, but there were some other ones that you just, when you combine the two characters, it makes sense. And so it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So absolutely, I think it'd be a worthwhile challenge for people that are willing to to think differently because it is, like I said, early on, skepticism was there. But I think, like I said, the biggest thing was having two people that I felt like were at a point that I'd like to end up becoming. If they made it, I would. why, why can't they teach me how to do it? <laughs> well, that's great to hear. I'm, I'm so glad to hear it. And Eric, we'd like to follow up with you in a couple of months uh, to see how you're doing, you know, and uh, also to give you a little motivation to, to keep the habit day to day. So um, would you be willing to meet with us? I guess it's May 13th, 2019 now. So maybe in, uh, in, in like early August. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, early August would work. Um, I'll be <laughs> be heading back to Shanghai in July, um, and so I'm hoping. Perfect. So you'll have some more uh, stories of how it went. Exposure. Yeah, exactly. In in China, so be good. Perfect. All right, great. Well, then uh, we'll uh, set up a meeting for uh, August then. And um, great, thank you. Great to talk to you, man. And uh, we'll um, we'll see you on the course. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs>